This is M.I.P. With Masamela Mafumo. Mark Thompson. Get woke. Folks, it's been too long. Our dear friend of the Democratic Coalition, Scott Dworkin, joins us now as Biden has announced his reelection plan. Scott, how are you, buddy? Doing well. How about you? Just fine. Always good to see you. So how you feel about Biden's announcement? You know, again, not really a surprise. Um, but what do you what do you think about it? And is is he a shoe in? Uh, I think for the Democratic nomination, he is a shoe in, uh, if you want to say it like that. Um, most, if not all, members of Congress that are Democratic have endorsed him already. That's all senators and representatives. Same thing with all Democratic governors. Same thing with the majority of all state reps and state senators. Uh, I would assume that council people who have been asked to endorse them have done so as well. There, There is not going to be a different uh, nominee. This will be the Democratic nominee. Um, so that's one of the things that we face. And, uh, I think that that is amazing because it looks like right now we're going to be facing off against Trump. And we know that Biden can beat Trump. So I think this is a great ticket. I think that they're stronger than ever. I think they're going to have more money than they had before. I think that they've proven themselves. They have a, a strong record to run on. Um, and I think Kamala Harris will be a, a huge asset, a huge part of the ticket. And, uh, you know, she has been a punching bag uh, as of now for, I'm not sure exactly why. I, I'm guessing race has something to do with it. Um and, you know, the vice president, that happens to them a lot where they, they get the brunt of that kind of thing. Um, but I, I think that looking at it, she's had, had phenomenal leadership and uh, we'll look back in history and, and be proud of uh, all her work. Um, and that will continue. And I think the continuation of that is the perfect kind of messaging that we need to stick with. Um, I think that it's a, a great announcement. People will talk about his age and they'll talk over, you know, and, and what I say to that is uh, that's a great uh, observation, but he's still with it. He's still got it. He's very appealing to seniors because of his age. And also look at who he hires, look at the most diverse staff that's ever existed in the white house. And it, the most diverse administration that's ever existed. Um, look at the youth that are working with him. Uh, it's not just about him. It's about the people here. And we, we don't want to present, present the alternative universe thing like the Republicans done. But I, I will say you, you have to look at it's going to be Biden and Harris on one ticket. So the choice is going to be between them and either Trump or DeSantis as of right now. That's it. There's no in between. Like, that's it. So you're either with Biden or you're with Trump and DeSantis, there's no other option. And that's just how it works. Right. Um, so, you know, some people may have issues with it and they've raised that with me and I've just shot it down immediately because this is what it is. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I think yeah. we're in a good position to continue what they've, they've done. And there's a lot more work to do, but they've really made some headway yeah. on a lot of things. And uh, lastly, I want to make sure that it's clear. There's a mess that had to be cleaned up. The disinformation trail, I mean, you, you saw us fighting it, but you, you were on the forefront of it as well, um, just with COVID. Just with COVID, I mean, to get people to wear a mask and get vaccinated, it, it was a battle. 
you know? And so I think we need to remember where we came from, but at the same time, people don't like those memories because they're terrible. They're horrific. People are still dying every day of COVID. Um, so, you know, it, all of the things that have happened that led to now, we're very lucky to be in this spot. And it's because of responsible leadership that we're here. Republicans can gripe all they want, but this leadership has been true and he's been battle tested and he survived every punch they've thrown and thrived off of it. And I think the best example of that is during his State of the Union when he was getting heckled and he just, you know, called them out on it and made them pay in the nicest way possible. So it's going to be hard to get at him because if they didn't get him in 2020, it's not going to be the same thing. And it's definitely going to be harder in 2024. Well, speaking of State of Union, um, those who are half his age may not have been as quick uh, on his feet as he was. I mean, right. he flipped that thing. Right. Uh, <laughs> I mean, you never, it was almost better than prime minister's question time. And frankly, if I wish he would have stretched out a little bit and said, come on, y'all, let's go. Well, you know, just add, throw, throw it right. I mean, it was a back and forth. I would have chucked the whole speech if I was him and just gone. And by the end of it, uh, um, McCarthy was up there saying, stop, don't <laughs> leave him alone. Don't challenge him anymore. Him, yeah. He, he was definitely on, in in his element. And that was impromptu, you know. Yeah, you yeah. can't explain that. You can't uh, guide a person with that or a politician or a candidate, um, especially you know, the president who's been in office, uh, federal office for a very long time. So it's, it's going to be, he, he knows what he's doing. And I think, you know, people can play the game if it's age and you think that his memory's fading or whatever, if that's the attack line that they're going to go, they're going to lose by a landslide. No, I, 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 I think so. And look, to be honest, folks, we all have elders in our family. It's, it's the short term. Uh, you know, when, when the memory starts, that is, this is Biden's element. So it's kind of like, you remember when they did a story on Tony Bennett yeah. and Tony's struggling, but when he gets on stage in that element, he's Tony Bennett. You know, right. you put Biden in the house on a state of the union, whatever you want to say, that's his element. You probably shouldn't mess with him there. So I, I, I would agree with you in, in that regard. But I, I want to ask you about two issues, first of all, because I think I, I'm predicting it's really going to come down also to two fundamental issues. One. Correct me if I'm wrong. Would you not agree that this reversal of Roe is going to continue to have as much impact as it did in the midterms? I don't think that's going away. And I think that the all important demographic of women, I mean, they're going to they're not forgetting that. Am I wrong about that? <laughs> no, okay. uh, I think it's going to be an essential part of the campaign. Um, you know, people are, are living and dying by it. There are people that are instituting laws, monsters that are instituting laws that don't make any sense. Uh, I, I, what I have the biggest problem with, you know, I don't know how, how other people can live with themselves where they're trying to let uh, some rich white dude who has no medical background govern my daughter, my sister, my mom, my grandmother's body. Like, keep your hands off my family's body. And, and like, I just I don't understand how people can tolerate that because I'm guessing that most of these Republicans voting this nonsense through not only do they not know what they're talking about, they would ne never want their daughter, their sister, their wife, their grandma, their mom to deal with these sort of laws. And 
what I what I believe in is something I, I've called the rubber band theory, which is when you go too far, and this is why you know Biden was able to be so successful and go so far with some of his funding proposals, is because they went so far. And when you go this far in these kind of laws, you you have to be on the defensive. And that's all you have left. You can't say you can't go on the offensive because you've passed the bill in Florida because you've passed the bill in other swing states. Those are examples of your state's next. And I think that people are going to be terrified of that, rightfully so. But um, it's going to be women and more than men and people in general are going to come out in droves and vote for personal freedom. There should be nobody in my doctor's office telling my doctor how to do their job when we have the availability to take care of people. You have no idea what's going to come out of a person's body. They're talking about people without brains. They should keep the, the fetus inside the body. They're talking like the, the, the craziest sort of thing where it harms the mother you talk about being pro-life where it harms the mother and it actually it, it hurts them to the point of even possible death. And the only thing that would help them is a medical procedure, which is defined to be an abortion. But it's not how they present it. So it's it's a nightmare scenario for our country, but it really is a, a point of we're, we're going to return. We haven't seen this rubber band snap back yet. 2024 is when you see the Roe v. Wade snap back, and it's going to be hard. You're going to see women vote like they've never voted before, mm. and it's not going to be the pro-life vote. You'll see that pro-choice or just people who don't want, the, the again, keeping it basic, people don't want to be, to be told by politicians what should go on in their doctor's office. Because where will it stop? It's the second issue, though, as you know, I've been down in Nashville with the Tennessee Three. Um, I, I, I'm seeing something different. We keep saying, we keep asking, what is going to be the gun violence incident that really flips this around? What happened in Nashville, even after the shooting, and I mean, when when viral, you're going to expel people simply for wanting to stop government. That has had a, a diff, different effect that has... So I really think that the gun violence piece is going to play a bigger role in 2024 as well. What, what are your thoughts about that? Well, obviously, the economy, people point at stocks and gas prices and things like that. Um, gun violence has touched everybody. I've had friends who were killed and shot. I've had uh, been shot at. Um, you know, living in D.C. so long, that probably will happen at some point, uh, attempted robberies and things like that. But they, it, it's, it's something where, you know, we have to confront the issue uh, where and be honest about the problem being the guns. And the, it, coupled with the fact that people who should not be able to get guns, being able to get guns, and so there's a lot of different issues. There's got to be some sort of federal law that overarches everything. Um, but it's it's something where it's not regional anymore. And I think Gen Z is going to show up as well, um, especially with that. I think it's a one issue 
a single issue voter topic when it comes to a lot of Gen Z voters that I've spoken with, where they don't want to have these drills. They don't want to have teachers that are armed. Um, you know, they, they don't want to have principals that are armed. They don't want to have uh, guards everywhere in the building. Uh, this is a bigger problem. This is a pandemic, as uh, you know, some of my doctor friends would say. Uh, this is a pandemic, a different one that we're dealing with, and it's of gun violence, and we have to address it. And and you think about, I've a majority of my friends who own guns, uh, my friends that are veterans, my friends that are cops right now, my friends that are actively in the military. Not one of them, not one of them has said that anyone should have weapons of war, that anyone should even have a handgun. Right. Without the proper sort of documentation, training, licensing, uh, you know, more so than a car. And they think that it's fair to do that. And they're willing to do it as well. So who is actually pushing the narrative? It's the people who make money off of it and the people who are getting money off of it for the political campaigns. There's nobody else driving this messaging of like, I need to have a gun under all circumstances. That's not what's happening. You don't need an assault rifle. You want an assault rifle? You want to use one? Go join the military. That's where you can use one. Um, and that's the only place that it belongs. We don't need that to defend our house. And in, in most circumstances that you've uh, seen probably in studies, it's going to be hand-to-hand combat if someone enters your house. If someone enters your house, they're more likely to shoot you. But most of the time, it's home incidents it's people hurting their own that's family right. that's right that's right you know and so this is a this is an issue that is so wide ranging it's hard to generalize it and it will offend people if you do but at the same time you have to be able to talk about it with with the truth and also be able to confront the facts not let people just talk about i have a right to this and that According to to everything I've seen, you can have a bayonet. That's what you're allowed to have. That's what it says you can do if you're part of a militia that has to defend itself against. And that's not what this is about. They're just talking about, oh, we have the right for an assault. Rifle. No, you don't. No, you don't. Mm. And it, because look at all the people who have died. And if we can save one kid by taking your, your gun away from you, your assault rifle that you do not need to have in the first place. If it, we can prevent one shooting from happening because of that, it's worth it. And we have to keep that conversation alive and keep on confronting peacefully people that are monsters talking about oh, how, how we need more guns. And that's, that's not the answer. That's obviously not the answer. Look, everywhere else in the world, that's not the answer. So absolutely, the problem with the gun issue is he's got to speak in a general tone. And he's got to be specific when he gives examples of it. But you, you got to be careful not getting into the weeds of it because it's such a heated discussion. But you got like he's doing it perfectly right now where he talks about banning assault rifles. Great. Keep pushing that because most Americans agree on that. And so as long as we don't get too far in the weeds, that'll be important. So the broad strokes, it's going to be up there especially with younger voters that's that's the issue that i see right now because why wouldn't it be it's their safety in, in their right. schools it's what right. they're doing it's their job you know is to go to school your job should be going to school and not worry about getting shot not worry about doing a, a drill about shootings you know uh, i remember we used to do 
tornado drills in Ohio growing up. And like, that was terrifying. So think about like, oh, there could be a shooter. So everyone that comes into school, you think they could be a shooter. Like, that's not the mentality we need to live around. And that's not the America that, um, you know, we should, we should have in this modern day. Yeah, yeah, no, that, that is important. Um, well, one of our favorite subjects, let me ask you this, is, is Trump, do you think, do you predict he'll be running for office from jail? Or, or just what? What do we think is going to happen? <laughs> so I think that if he if he actually is imprisoned, um, that he'll, he'll, he won't be able to run from jail. It would be at a time where, as you see, Miss Willis has uh, actually had a it set up right now so that it's sometime in the summer where it be announced, and it looks like he'll be indicted there. And those are serious charges. It looks like Smith is going to charge him. Um, so. I think a lot of these cases may play out past the election. So it may not be something he's too worried about or it'd be after the primary. So if he were to be arrested and held and couldn't actually do anything, um, I, I think that he could, I think it would cause him a lot of problems, but I don't think he would be, I don't think it's going to be over by the time, uh, you know, we're looking at his next hearing in New York in December, you know, he's going to be able to, delay these things um, where he'll be indicted, but he won't be imprisoned uh, anytime soon. So I don't think that he's going to have to have to campaign from prison. That being said, it seems like Republicans are going to shy away from an indicted candidate more so than, than, than most. But now DeSantis is, is tanking and uh, Trump is pounding him into the ground. He's doing what he always does. Um, Pence is standing in the background way off. And so I, I could see, um, you know, at, at the end of the day, it not being Trump or DeSantis and it ended up being a safe bet for them and Pence um, and him losing uh, in a landslide election because he's just so boring. Uh, but he would be a safe bet for them that's not indicted and they can try and rebuild their party. Uh, I don't know exactly if you call it a political party or, or what <laughs> at this point. Um, that's interesting. But yeah, I, I think that's that's it, it's going to be interesting. To see. I hadn't thought about that, Pent. That's a, that's an interesting observation. So you don't think Nikki Haley even enters into it, do you? No. Okay. Okay. No, I don't, I don't think she's a legitimate candidate based on the RNC donors that I've been able to analyze, and also through conversations that we've been leaking for the past week and a half from the RNC donor retreats. Um, I, I don't see her as being a viable candidate. Now, you know, anything could happen, you know, Trump could get arrested and they could just get over him completely. And Nikki Haley could do something that edges up. But I mean, like there's a lot of things that would need to happen. Um, Cause you're right. Even hit, no matter what Trump is going to run, he's going to be running and he's not going to drop out like in that, that it doesn't matter who tells him to, or who pushes him to, he's going to keep on running. Uh, from here till eternity. So mm. I, I don't think that Haley uh, would be a, a in the mix, but I do think that there is a possibility that maybe somebody else, I'm not sure who it would be, but maybe somebody else comes from nowhere um, and, and just kind of comes to, into the fold as like a, a fake, more progressive Republican where they're acting like a Mitt Romney sort of person, but um, you know, the guy that usually stabs you behind the back, not, not in your face, like most Republicans have been doing. That's that, that's a possibility. But 
I'm almost sure that it's going to be Trump at the, at, like, I don't see, you can't, if you're DeSantis, you can't beat Trump this way. You can't fight, you know, fire with, <laughs> I guess, a little like spray gun. Like it's, it's, it's going to fail. He's going to beat you into the ground talking about pudding all day because people are going to laugh at you because it's funny. He's dipping pudding into his, um, in his ads. Uh, they talked about how DeSantis eats pudding with his fingers and that stuck nationally. And people, I'm laughing about it now. Uh, but it, there, there's going to be more of that. It's going to be dirty politics. So to beat him, you're going to have to do something magical and uh if you're yeah. focused on disney you're, you have no chance yeah that's crazy who doesn't like disney you can go after disney everybody goes disney. and i understand he actually got married at disney because the joke that's was right. that disney could have known his wedding or something that if they wanted to because he got married on their property yeah finger yeah, he pudding the, the heels on the shoes yeah you know and he's, he's there's a lot of things about him where it's it's very it's going to be very interesting um you know and he Trump's already brought up his his past where he hung out with some high school students or something. Um, it may have been an innocent thing at a party or whatever, but there's a picture, and I think he was a teacher, so and that that is enough said. It's inappropriate. Um, well, one thing I give Trump credit for, he knows how to play the dozens and take yeah. out his opponent. I mean, if right. you want to put sick him on somebody, because he did it to all of them the first time. I mean, what he yeah. did to Ted Cruz and his father. Right. Lee Harvey Oswald. I mean, it was hilarious. Uh, right. uh, <laughs> so now, I mean, Jeb Bush's career is over. Yeah, like, it really was. And, yeah, like he's ended people to the level where they just don't want to run anymore, uh, and and running against him because he has no shame and he also has no boundaries. He'll attack you and be able to move on to the next scandal. Uh, he already, I mean, he basically accused. Uh, Ron of inappropriate relationships with young girls and then put in parentheses and possibly boys. And it just completely made up stuff that wow. there's no proof to whatsoever, but he throws it out there because he knows how, how it's going to play out in the media mm -hmm. and people eat it up. So, you know, and, 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 and the illness is in the whole party is people can't hit him back on the real stuff on him. Because the base is so wacky right now. Right. Nobody wants to criticize him the same way the Fox hosts didn't want to. I right. mean, they feel beholden to the base. Uh, before we go, what do you think about Tucker Carlson? Bye. <laughs> <laughs> that was it's wild. Nice. Dozens of, I don't know how many times he asked me on his show, uh, but every time we said no, one time we said yes with the intent to say no at the last minute, which we did, and they didn't have someone to fill in. Um, I don't feel bad for their booking agent or their show with that. Uh, it, it's it's really a big blow to disinformation worldwide. Um, his lies have killed people, and you know he shouldn't be. I'm sure that he'll end up financially in a better spot than he's ever been. Um, he'll develop another news network or expand Daily Caller again or do something like that. Uh, but he's not going to be able to be an effective person in the 2024 cycle um, as of right now. Now, it, there's still the danger of this or that with O'Reilly and him. And uh, there's also Hannity. But one by one, 
um, these frauds are being taken down. And, and I think he's just the beginning of it. Um, I, I don't, I think he'll be, you know, have a comeback at some point, but it's not going to be, it'll be financially beneficial to him, but it's not going to be the effect of what he's, he's done here. I don't think, you know, in our generation, I don't think we'll hopefully ever see anything like this ever again. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, Scott Dworkin, democraticcoalition.org. Tell everybody about your podcast too. Oh, it's the Dworkin Report. We're starting a, a new season coming up soon. All right. Thank you, man. Always good to talk to you. Thanks, Mark. Thanks for getting woke and listening to Make It Plain. As always, perform an act of kindness on behalf of an elder or young person. Write a letter to a sister or brother who just so happens to find her or himself incarcerated. Offer libations to the ancestors upon whose sturdy shoulders we all now stand. And above all, give thanks to the God of your understanding by whatever name you call her and him. All God asks of us is that we give each other love. Thanks for giving MIP love. And please remember to subscribe and give us a five-star rating. If all hearts and minds are clear, it has been made plain.